the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix of the Act, the Corona Chapter of Act for America, and by historian and best-selling author John Hancock. And our, our guest we'll be meeting very shortly here is Karen Contreras with the San Bernardino Republican Women Federated. It, has, it was a huge week, wasn't it, gentlemen? Huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. It yeah. was a week where the angry Americans dominated the electoral results in New Hampshire. You know, I don't, I don't buy this angry. I mean, on a certain level, yes. It was I'm talking weird. about on both sides. Right. But it's, it's more about, it's about insurrection. It's about mm-hmm. rebellion. And Pat Cadell has, has written about this and talked about this and others that it's not so much, this election is not so much about ideology. It is about insurgency and rebellion against the corrupt, incompetent, do as we say, not as we do ruling class that is making America less prosperous, less free, and less secure. Well, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I agree. And it's more of a frustration rather than an anger. People are frustrated with with the, the politicians, and they're going with the outsiders on both sides. Right. So you're not buying my angry word. I think anger is part of it. I think anger is part of it and, and, and justified, but it's more of a patriotic up uh, insur- uh, resurgence. And Geert Wilders, the great Dutch patriot, wrote about this on Breitbart in the last week or so, that it's the patriot spring. And that's happening across Europe as well as here. Wait, wait a minute. So you're saying that the folks that are behind Bernie Sanders' movement, you would characterize them as patriotic? In a kind of twisted sense, yes. Have you seen Bernie Sanders' America ad? Well, there's no doubt that yeah. they have a different worldview. They and, do. But they're, I, I, would, I, would, I would submit that they're equally as angry and frustrated. Well, they are angry and frustrated, but they are patriotic in the version of America that they've been led to believe America should be. So they're the patriotic in the, for a version of America that's different than the ones that, that we have. But they're still doing it, I believe, out of patriotic motivation. And the funny thing, Rush was talking about that on Thursday morning, is that everything that... Sanders and Clinton are complaining about well, things that are bad in America are the result of Obama, Democrat, right. leftist, liberal policies. Well, I don't think it's just Obama. I think this has been creeping incrementalism that is finally, uh, you know, being laid bare by Obama. I mean, we're seeing it more visually, but it's been there. 
Right. That's true. Oh, that's true. Obama, Obama is the end result. Not the end result, but he is the latest result Manifestation of a 40- or 50-year process. Absolutely. Well, and again, what, what I heard the same segment from Rush, and what he was saying, if you look at the last 24 years, the Democrats dominated Washington, D.C. for 16 of them. And so if, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting there kind of blaming themselves when they're, when they're talking about, especially Hillary, when she's talking about how bad Washington, D.C. is, this was a Democrat-led city for um, two-thirds of the last 24 years. So she's complaining about herself. She's, she's calling her own party failures. Right. But we don't want to think about that. Yeah. We, we yeah. don't want to dive too, deeply, too deeply into the logic and facts here, do we? I think lying at the core of all this is what I continue to, to want to add into the conversation is that the what we're reaping today is the direct result of the takeover of the educational institutions, primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. What Bernie Sanders' movement is capitalizing on is the indoctrination that's been taking place over 20 years, 30 years, 40 40 years. Maybe close to 100. Yeah, in the universities. Yeah, you could could trace its roots back, you know, to the establishment of things that happened, you know, 80, 100 years ago. But it's finally reaching a crescendo now where the vast majority of the people that are teaching these young minds, molding. I mean, you know, perfect example of this, you know, we have the, uh, uh, when I was growing up, environmentalism, and environmentalists were active then, but I remember, and it's hard-coded into my brain, that we were going to have a great ice age. Right, yeah. And now it's morphed into all these other things, but climate is just a lever for implementing the socialist Marxist policies. Right, and of course, and of course their answer to the impending ice age was... Increase government, increase taxes, decrease freedom, decrease prosperity, undermine property rights in the free enterprise system. That's always the solution. Now, no, because their answer to global warming is increase government, increase taxes, decrease prosperity, decrease freedom, decrease the free enterprise system and property rights. And, and the other hysteria that they, that they um, pushed, too, was the population bomb. That was the other one that by the year 2000, we would have so many people on Earth, we would all be dying of starvation. And in fact, they made that movie Soylent Green. I don't know if you guys remember that one where the... It's people! Yeah, yeah, they were making wafers out of dead people because they couldn't um, produce any more food to feed the population. But besides the university system indoctrinating the youth, the other piece of this that's enabled all this to happen is that the folks that see the world and America as we do forgot Mm -hmm. that they were supposed to be doing something in and of themselves. The Republic requires us to take a role in this. And we as citizens have forgotten that that role. And quite frankly, that's at the core of what Unite IE is all about. It's at the core of what this coalition is about, is helping people to make that transition from the stands where they're watching it all happen, either on Fox News or wherever they see it, onto the playing field and reminding people that all political power resides in them and how to use it. And that's really the goal of the whole conference. It's the goal of our efforts to organize better. And and really, it's, it, it's at the core of what we're going to be talking to our guest about uh, coming up here in the next segment. You know, that was really a great segue. That's why you make the big bucks of this operation. <laughs> Having said that, we are privileged to have the leader, president, I think they call them president in the Republican Women Federated world, of the 
San Bernardino Republican Women Federated here. We're going to talk to her about what they're doing in their little corner of the world and a meeting that they have coming up that we want to make sure people are aware about. But right now, we've got to After take a break. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio. Ed is a great patriot and a place to go for your real estate lending needs. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. You know, we are very excited to have with us today Karen Contreras. She is the president of the San Bernardino Republican Women Federated. That's a group within the Inland Empire area that is working very hard to advance the causes that we all hold dear. You have a special meeting coming up. Of course, back in December, we were our world was rocked as the latest terror attack unfolded in our backyard. And Karen has a meeting coming up that we wanted to make sure everybody heard about and encourage people to go to, which is going to feature some of the law enforcement leaders that actually led the uh, response to the terror attack. And we're going to hear more about that. Welcome to the show, Karen. Happy to have you here. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. I love being here. Yes, we have great things coming uh, up next week, and we want to make sure that everyone is invited and they know about this. So you have a meeting that occurs monthly, and where is your meeting and when does it happen? We meet on the third Thursday of every month at the Shandon Hills Golf Club, which is on Little Mountain Drive in San Bernardino. And we alternate our meetings from days to evening so that working women can attend. And you certainly can find out all of our information on our website, which I will give later. Well, why don't you give it right now? Okay, great. So it is San Bernardino, org, and it will open up to the homepage, and you will see the current program. You will see a reservations tab at the bottom. And if you wish to attend, simply click on the reservation tab, put your name and information in. When you come to the meeting, you can pay then at the door. So you guys witnessed what we all witnessed, of course, unfolding in San Bernardino last December 2nd. And you guys decided that uh, you wanted to do something to recognize the efforts of law enforcement. So what have you got coming up next week? And your meeting next week is on what date? It's on Thursday, February 18 at 6 o'clock in the evening, as I said, at Shandon Hills Golf Club. So what are you doing? So we have an evening of appreciation where we have invited three speakers and three honorees. The first is San Bernardino Police Chief Jared Bergwan. The second is Sheriff McMahon of the San Bernardino County Sheriff. And the last one is David Bowditch. Now, David is the assistant director in charge of the FBI in the L.A. office. So we are excited to have all three men there. All will be presenting uh, a short speech, and 
We also have Mike Morrell coming, and he's going to give out some senatorial, um, I don't want to call them proclamations because these are actually um, pledges showing that they will be receiving proclamations in about two weeks. So it's a very exciting event. And, of course, Mike Morrell, a friend of the program, is a senator from your area, state senator. Yes. One of the great things about, how to say a great thing, but one of the uh, good points out of that terrorist attack was, at least from the public perspective, from what you see, is how well all of these law enforcement agencies work together. There seemed to be no infighting, bureaucratic infighting, who gets to take to be the lead agency, who gets to be in front of the microphone. It, they worked as a team. At least that we saw. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. I, and well, I, behind the scenes, that might have been a different story. But yeah, right. And I think it was those collaborative efforts that everybody really appreciated. And I have to say, the media treated it very well. The San Bernardino Sun covered it well and pointed out those very facts. So that's the type of excellence that we want to recognize that evening. And I think uh, everyone will certainly, certainly, um, I want to use the word blessed, I guess, be blessed by attendance at that meeting and the ability to say thank you to well, the great leaders. And one of the interesting things is, is how quickly law enforcement reacted. We, we had Guy Meliard on here from France, and he was talking about the Paris attacks. Remember, it took them an hour and a half to get for into law the enforcement to get into the theater. Right. People were being killed in the meantime. Here... The first officers, San Bernardino officers, were there within minutes, and they were going inside the building to rescue people. So, you know, this is one thing I love about attending these groups, because now people will be able to sit there firsthand and hear it from these three men who were in charge of that whole operation and responding to that attack. And you don't get that, you know, just watching the news. No, you don't. And and, and actually, not just to hear from them, but an opportunity to meet them, shake their hands, get to know them. Uh, interact with them on ask a very personal level. You have yeah, that, ask that you a wish question. The media would ask. Absolutely. Something. Right. And one more to get the reservations. One more time. You want to give the uh, website address? Certainly. It's www.sanbernardinorwf.org. So let me ask you this. I mean, in the conversations you've been having with your members since December second, what's changed, or has anything changed in their perception? An understanding of the risk that we have here in this in this country at the hands of radical, uh, we call it radical uh, terrorists. What what was there a shift in the thinking? Well, I don't know that there was so much of a shift as there was a greater recognition of how vulnerable we are and how our leaders on many levels have just not recognized this or just denied it, and. Dovetailing with that is the understanding and the perception that our law enforcement agencies have been under attack on many different fronts throughout the nation, and it's about time to start recognizing what they do really well. I think also, and I'm speaking as a former trauma nurse in an ER, that time is of the essence, and as you as you alluded to, Having the timeliness in which the three agencies were coordinated and brought in to retrieve people and retrieve survivors, that was an amazing thing. And for that, they deserve all the greatest credit. We're speaking to Karen Contreras. She's the president of the San Bernardino Republican Women Federated. You can get more information about their event coming up, a very important event, I think, uh, at sanbernardinorwf.org. Make reservations. Come out to this really uh, important meeting. Changing the subject, are you looking forward to the 
Unite IE Conservative Conference. Oh, absolutely, Greg. Let me tell you, we're going to have a table there this year, and we're going to be offering information that will be probably new. Um, just recently, I was at a meeting uh, where it was presented all of the great and wonderful things that our Republican presidents have done. And corresponding with that were all of the events and decisions made by our more liberal presidents, and the contrast was amazing. So we're going to have that information available as well. We're going to have club information. We want all of the ladies to consider joining, being a part of our efforts to broaden the conservative base. You attended the previous two I did. didn't you? I did, and I'm looking forward to the third. They were marvelous, and I expect nothing less this time. But you've chosen to get involved with your organization and have a table here at the third one. Why is that? Well, primarily because we believe that this needs to grow. And the way that it's going to grow is if we get more people, notably women, involved in the process of expanding the conservative word. And so that means that we give of ourselves to present information and education to the women that will be attending in the hopes that they will join our efforts. And one of the points of the uh, the Unite IE conference, the, the coalition itself, and even this show, is to get people off the couch into yes. things. Now, what was it that got you off the couch? I mean, I, I, you know, at some point, something you're going to get into leadership, you're going to join originally the Republican as a member, as the Republican Women's Federated. Then you've gone into leadership. What was it? What was that, that point where you said, I got to do something? Honestly, I have to tell you, it was my husband because I'm at home complaining and he said, quit talking about it and do something. Hmm. And so I said, okay, I will. Beautiful. And, uh, that's what that was the impetus for me going to the first Unite IE and I loved it. Well, that's great. And then was it was the first Unite IE was that when you started getting involved with Republican Women's Federated or Actually, that was the second year. The first year um I think it was in 2013 when I got involved with the San Bernardino Republican Women Federated, it stemmed from an understanding of or at least my belief, that, that the country was not going in the direction that I wanted it to go to for my children and my grandchildren. So that said to me, you need to do something about this. Beautiful. What else does your group get involved in and do? Uh, we have lots of community programs. We are just now starting a program for veterans. We have an associate member who, is a, who has a therapy dog and belongs to a large organization that have therapy dogs. And he will be going to veterans' homes that, where veterans cannot literally leave their homes because they're ill or they're housebound or for whatever reason. Um, then we will be expanding that to hopefully hospice care for veterans where the dogs will be taken out and will add some kind of happiness and joy to their lives. What kind of a challenge is it trying to be a Republican in San Bernardino? <laughs> That's a very interesting uh, question and one that I have thought about a lot. What I notice is that there are a lot of people in San Bernardino whose values are similar to ours, but they don't know it. Mm -hmm. They have been sold a bill of goods. They have been told that, yes, you believe in family. Yes, you believe in the right of life. Yes, but we are here to take care of you and to protect those beliefs. That's a lie. So we want to re-educate all of the people in San Bernardino who are currently either undecided, undeclared, or a Democrat or a liberal and help them to see that a lot of the time their values are the same as ours. 
Do you think the Republican Party has a chance in California of ever being a majority party, or are we just fighting a rear guard action here? Oh, I think it's like the pendulum. It always swings. It has to get so bad that people see there needs to be a change. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that eventually it will go back to a conservative state, but it may take a while. I firmly believe that even if we are the minority, if we're better organized, and that's the whole point behind what we're doing, if we're better or look at what happened in 2008. Obama literally out-organized. I mean, he's a community organizer. He lives and breathes that stuff. And I think that if we get good at community organizing for our values, I, I don't necessarily think we need to be the majority, although that would be great. Um, and I think what you're talking about is a key part of the overall solution. I just think that we need to be better organized. And, and I'm so glad that you guys are taking a more active role in this upcoming conference and in, in really what we can do here in the Inland Empire to build what I call that iron curtain of conservative values. So when liberals look at San Bernardino at the offices coming up, they go, you know what? Forget about it. It's a waste of money to dump money into, into the Inland Empire because they're so much better organized. I have one last question. Do you think it's important that conservatives, different Republicans, Tea Party, and other groups work together in the cause? Oh, absolutely. Because all bring differing opinions, different ideas, and it really just makes it a much stronger message all the way across. Karen, thank you so much for coming in and being a part of our broadcast today and for what you're doing in the community. I'm looking forward to personally being at this event next Thursday night. That's February 19th. You're 18. Have, sorry, February 18th, uh, Thursday night. You're going to have the lead officers in the effort in San Bernardino there to be recognized and to hear from them. And you can get more information about this meeting at, at sanbernardinorwf.org. Come out and join us in recognizing the important work that these law enforcement officials did and the work that your group is doing in the community. Thanks for being with us. Thank, Thank you, Karen. You. Thank you. We will be back with final thoughts for this half hour. Don't go away. Lots more coming up after, after this, this break. word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Ed is a great patriot. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to Unite ID Radio Program. My name is John Hancock. I'm here with my co-host Don Dix and Greg Britton. And we just finished up a conversation with Karen Contreras, who is the president of the San Bernardino Women Republican Federated. And they're having at their meeting on 
next Thursday, this coming Thursday on the 18th, uh, the three main officers at the San Bernardino Terrace. But, you know, guys, it's real interesting when you watch the debates and you hear San Bernardino being brought up over and over again, that it's uh, it's there with Paris. It's, it's like one of the big terrorists. And it's right here in our own backyard. I know. You know, it's just kind of amazing that uh, to sit there and hear that said. Well, we've been saying at our chapter that it, you know, unfortunately, it's not a question of if, but when. Little did we know that that prognostication was, you know, going to, when was going to unfold in our backyard. And it's interesting because it almost, even for me a little bit, and I try and keep it alive and keep the conversation going because it's a, it, it, it's, it's a direct, uh, it's direct evidence of what we've been saying all along that not only is there this, uh, violent sort of militaristic jihad that we're dealing with, but there's also a cultural jihad that's going on where, uh, you know, the, the principles of Islam are being fed to right. us in little bites, you know, Obama at the prayer breakfast, uh, and then, and then at the mosque, uh, in our schools, in our textbooks, in our, in our lexicon, it's being, it's being woven. We're told that Islam and it's, is and it's, made a, and it's a whitewashed and it's an right. incomplete or even false version of it. Yep, absolutely. I always wanted to ask, the, why of all the world's religions in the liberal mind is Islam the, and only the, quote, religion of peace, unquote? Because it's, it, it's an easy thing to turn them into victims. I mean, I think that's part of the liberal methodology is to victimize a group. And it's very easy to turn them into victims, especially right. when they're so active as portraying themselves as victims of hate, as victims of ridicule. At any rate, we are up against our hard break. Stay tuned for lots more discussion about the week that's passed and what's coming up with the Unite IE radio program. I'll keep my freedom. I'll keep my guns. Try to keep my money and my religion, too. Try to keep on working. Gold, 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 gold. Gold is screaming at us. Are we gold listening, guys? Are oh, I, we thought, listening? I, I thought you were becoming like a, a Mexican <laughs> uh, uh, a soccer announcer there, saying gold. Gold, gold. gold. No. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Program. My name is Don Dix, and I am the leader of the chair, uh, leader of the chapter of Act for America and Corona. John Hancock, historian, author of the best-selling book Liberty Inherited, and Greg. Britain, who is on the cabinet of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. The reason I opened that up is that something I've been talking about a lot on a, on the Daily Show, the Jen and Don Show, over the past month, maybe two months, well, actually since September, is that the stock market was starting to signal some treacherous, treacherous waters ahead, and gold has finally joined the party this week, uh, popping up over $1,200 an ounce. And that's important because gold since September of 2011 has been in a consolidation period. It's been backing and filling from that peak it had back then, almost because the place that people were running to and that banks were putting their money into was the stock market with the Fed holding interest rates at 0% artificially for the better part of eight years. Right. Uh, they just had their first rate increase uh, last quarter. Now they're even signaling that they might be holding off on future rate increases because they're not quite sure about what's happening. There are, there are countries in the world where they have actually negative well, interest rates. That's interesting you bring that up, Greg, because part of what I've been reading is articles here and there talking about the probability, in fact, 90-day uh, 
uh, 90-day certificates have actually gone negative by a half a percent. What that means is if you want a place to park your money for 90 days and you want the backing of the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, such as it is today, and you buy a 90-day uh, T-bill, guess what? Your rate of return is 99.5%. What that means is you're not getting interest. They're charging you a half a percent for having a place right. to park it's, it's your like money. It's like having an insurance policy. You're, yeah. you're paying a premium. Right, but, but, but it'd be like going to the bank and depositing money in your bank, and you're paying the bank interest. To keep your money safe. On the money you deposit. Never mind your loan from the bank. Well, if you remember what happened in Cyprus a couple of years ago, uh, (laughs) Cyprus is sort of that canary in the coal mine of what's going on over in Europe. They actually shut their banks down, and people with uh, a certain amount of money over a a certain threshold actually had a haircut of 6 to 8%. So the day that the banks opened up, instead of having 100,000 euros in your account, you had 92,000 euros. So the people are... Are, are bailing it out, and now we're seeing that sort of contagion spreading around the world. Well, and, and another another side of this is the <clears throat> extremely historically low uh, interest rate, practically zero, has made Obama's ten trillion dollars of additional debt semi affordable. If interest rates ever return to Bingo. a more, to a, to a right. more normal. Bingo. Bingo. How? What percentage of our federal budget is interest rate payments right now? I couldn't give you the figure, but it's it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars, even at practically zero interest rates. Right, and if that if that bumps up, most of the money is in thirty year uh, treasury bonds. Most of our financing, you know, the way that we finance the debt. Well, if interest rates start creeping up one two percent on that long term money, the amount of the budget that's going to be allocated towards interest, we're running a deficit right now, which means that if 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 and when it's not so much a question of if it's when mm-hmm. interest rates start going up we will be paying more and more money at, at astronomical rates to finance our debt and you know i've been telling people as a i do taxes so you know busy time but also and in, in you you too don we we both have experience as financial right. and financial <clears throat> services i have over a decade for you know years now i've been telling people about precious metals silver and gold because they're down historically i mean you you were talking about the peak the, the you know gold at twelve hundred at the peak a few years ago six seven years ago it was double that yep so you know these I was telling people now's the time to pick this stuff up I've been doing little by little whatever I could but um, you know people these are great things to pick up because if things do go bottom up gold and silver is going to be your insurance well the answer to our question here is in two thousand fifteen the U S spent two hundred and twenty three billion dollars or six percent of the federal budget there you go just on interest on the debt and this again this, this is this is a very very low interest rates if they were ever returned to a more normal four five six percent interest the country really would be bankrupt well, yeah, and, and we're already in deficit spending. I mean, we have to acknowledge the fact that every budget involves deficit spending. So that added interest rate, that added interest expense is going to is going to do nothing but travel right to the right to the bottom line as as the form of higher deficits. So the big question is this: If the economy tanks, and this and as not this if but when. when, but if it does tank before November, how will that affect the election? Well, obviously, I think that that, that would harm the harm the Democrats. But the, the more interesting question is: is can they stave that off? Can they lower? Can they go to negative interest rates? Can they do some more quantitative easing and stave that off? 
I don't until think the my answer is I don't think it'll affect it one iota, and here's why: because usually the time that people start paying attention to the economy is at the bottom. Those right. are you know when when we hit bottom in. Uh, April of 2009, that period leading up to that two or three months is when all of a sudden people started paying attention to it. Obviously, you know, what happened in the uh, summer of 2008 with the credit markets freezing up got some people's attention, but it doesn't really hit home until all of a sudden the bottom is there. And and psychologically, that's usually the sign of the bottom is when it's like musical chairs. Right. The last person to get a seat is usually the time that the market turns. Well, and, and there's that saying that when you hear all your friends and neighbors and coworkers talking about a great investment, right. it's too late to get the great investment. Unlike right here on this show where you're hearing it in advance. Right. We're, this is, we're not the last people to tell you. We're the first. So it's, it's really important, I think, that people you know, start being aware of it. You ask a great question, John, whether or not this is going to impact the election. I, don't, I think, like you said, Greg, it's going to be a slow roll. Tops, interestingly enough, in economies are a process, not an right. event. And we've been in the process of topping in the stock market over the past year. If you look at a chart of the S&P or the Dow, what you see is this great big long consolidation at all-time highs. And that consolidation is essentially now overhead resistance. Now that we've fallen below that, the stock markets have had a rough week, had a rough opening in January, uh, one of the worst Januaries on record. What what happens is, is that all that money now over the last year, the last people to buy in that game of musical chairs, they now become overhead resistance as they realize that they've been the the, the fool in the process. And the money, the smart money has traded out to the dumb money. And now as the markets go down, it becomes this compounding effect of those people selling, realizing that they were kind of the stooges, trying to get out. And it's not until at or near the bottom when the average person says, oh, gosh, I better get out of my 401k because the bottom's falling out. Well, folks, by that time, the bottom already has fallen out. You might as well just stay in for the inevitable market turn. What we're seeing now is the inevitable inevitable consequences and fallout of the phony Obama recovery is you've had these quantitative easing trillions of dollars in essence printed by the Federal Reserve, interest rates marked down to almost zero. So money has gone into the stock market. The stock market has reached, as Don was saying, record highs in the, in the last year. Well, the wages of American workers have declined. Well, well the, the labor force participation rate has declined. The, the, the number so that well, the official unemployment rate has come down. That's primarily because of this reduction and people just giving up on, get, on getting a job. So now you have this overloaded debt, not only in the government sector, but in the private sector and around the world. You have this overlay of huge government on the economy. And now it's, it's, it's you know, to borrow Obama's pastor's phrase, the chickens are coming home to roost. Right. On the, on, the, on the American economy. Well, and one of the things about the smart money that um, Don talked about, Genworth just came out earlier this week or last week about the um, they are no longer offering any insurance or annuity products based in the market. Ah. They have completely shut that down. They'll, they'll honor the existing contracts and existing in, um, investments, but they will not be offering any new investments where the returns are based on market performance. That's, so that's very telling. That's, that is a very telling thing. You know, Bernie said something interesting because you were talking. We're, we're talking about the the economy and the, the recovery. 
Bernie Sanders, in his acceptance speech, said that he, he attempted, and this is the problem with the indoctrination at the universities, so many of these people believe that what happened back in 2008 and 2009 was the result of the George Bush administration. And there isn't a bigger lie that's been perpetrated on the American people about the source of that entire economic meltdown. And it has its source back in the Community Reinvestment Act that was established in the 80s in an attempt to force banks to go outside of their normal credit practices and lend to people that were not uh, a a good credit risk. And it took literally, what, that was back in the 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s, that it, it literally took 25 years for that bad policy to finally have its effects. As long as the housing prices kept going up, then the fact that people couldn't afford their home loans that they were given by government mandate, that, w- that was concealed because they foreclosed, resell the property, no loss. When the market, when the bubble bursts, as bubbles inevitably do, we saw the result. But this is social justice lending in action. Yes, I mean, that was the whole thing. It was social justice because minority groups were not getting the loans because they were high credit risk. It wasn't racism. It wasn't. They just didn't have the credit ratings to to qualify for those loans. But I have, a, saying, I, have a, I have a 550 FICO. What do you mean I can't get a loan? It must, it must be because of my skin color. Yeah. Interesting observation. We were talking about market tops back in 2006. I remember distinctly sitting in the pool uh, of someone who uh, of a homeowner who was in the real estate market. And he and, and this person said, now is a great time to buy real estate. Real estate prices in California are going to keep going up. That that to me was the was the canary in the coal mine. And I said, we have topped when you have homes in in certain working what I'll call middle class neighborhoods in the Inland Empire, my city where I live in Corona, that were selling for one point one one point two million dollars, and they were literally giving away the money at false interest right. rates, qualifying interest rates at one percent, negative AM loans. The the writing was on the wall, folks. This was it was just a question of what the pinprick was going to be that would pop that bubble and and literally it's the same thing with the stock market right now it is time for a word from our sponsor for this half of unite ie radio uh, all-star collision the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll when you're on an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for over 20 years all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. My name is Greg Britton with my co-host Don Dix and John Hancock. We were talking about the economy in our last segment, and we're going to get a little closer to home here. 
in Redlands, where I live, the city council has approved a 40%, naturally a 45% compounded water rate increase, supposedly because we're not we're using less water as a result of drought restrictions. They've had to put this out to, to a vote of the people, not a vote, but if a majority of the people submit a written protest, then the, the, the increase will be blocked. And I'm looking at the mailer that the city sent out. Nowhere in this mailer does it talk about a 40 or 45% water rate increase. It just got a series of pages of tables of water rate numbers that most people are going to look at and, okay, not, not understand. They could have said, by the way, we've approved a 40% rate increase over the next three years, but because they want to slide this thing through, they didn't do it that way. But it's real important if you live in Redlands right. that you submit your written protest and the information is on our, our website, redlandsteaparty.net, and our Facebook page. Search for Redlands Tea Party so you can get the form there and you submit that by March 15 if you do not want your water rates going up by 45%. I have two things to pile on to that. The first is is that this speaks to the importance of people getting involved in local government. Uh, there's a, a, a gentleman, Greg Young, that uh, has been politically active here in the Inland Empire. And he ran for the water board of a local water municipality. As a result of him getting on the board, he became the third vote in actually rolling back their water rates, not advancing them. Very important because, you know, that that is is the quintessential reason for people to be involved in their local communities. Absolutely. They canceled one increase that had already taken place and they canceled two more that have been scheduled to take place right and of course in yorba linda there's a group called the yorba linda taxpayers association which has been actively fighting the water increases in their community uh that's gotten the attention of a couple of different radio programs around uh southern california but this again just speaks to the importance of people being involved which is just another way to segue into the upcoming unite ie conservative conference you are good you are good at these segues aren't you I've tried, you know, segues. I, I really want. I, I think he took a class on segues. I want to own a Segway. I've always <laughs> wanted to be able to ride one of those. But this, the common feedback that we got during the first two, mm-hmm. we had Karen Contreras that was here at the first two. She attended the conservative conferences uh, that we had in 2014 and 2015, and she directly attributed her stepped up involvement to what she felt and what happened at those conferences. These these events are, are there for one reason and one reason only, and that is to encourage you to get out of the stands. If you're watching what's unfolding, and you heard her in the first segment say, you know, I was, I was sitting at home and I was angry, and my husband said, well, why don't you get up and do something about it if you don't like it? And she did, and part of that pathway into more involvement and now leadership in the uh, San Bernardino Republican Women's Federated was a step onto the stepping stone of these conferences. It's very important for the grassroots like Greg Young we just mentioned. It's very important for the average person, the citizen, to take up the mantle of their constitutional responsibility and get involved and be a part of fixing and rolling back what's happening, not only just across the Inland Empire, but across the country. It is so much easier to be a government subject or a sheep in the government pasture than it is to be a citizen of a constitutional republic. 
The latter takes work, time, and effort. And, you know, I want to point out, this is really an important difference between, like, you got the, the Bernie Sanders crowd who says the government's the answer and the government has to protect us from, from business. But look at this, this water bill. Okay, if this was a private business, they would have to streamline. They would have to cut, f- cut the fat out of the business. They would have to figure out how to work with less revenue because people have cut back on watering. But since they're a government... They don't have to worry about that. They just come and impose a fee and force you to pay it. It is very easy. It is so seductive, the narrative that the Sanders camp is rolling out. We're going to pay you more. We're going to increase the minimum wage. We're going to get pay equity for women, which is another lie that you know they like yeah. to advance. We're going to make public education tuition free at the college level. for, uh, And we're going to give everybody health care. We're going to give you, give you, give you, give you. And then when you do, when you listen to how they're going to pay for it, oh, we're going to go after the, the rich one percenters, which are already paying the vast majority of the of the taxes in this country. Well, his other strategy is will be to plant a series of trees that grow money. Well, that's the first act. He's going to he's going to yeah. direct the Department <laughs> of Agriculture to plant the money trees that are going to finance his uh, trillion dollar giveaways. Absolutely. So it's it's very seductive, and it, it and it's and I understand it's easy to just want to sit back and and not do anything. But when you look at the bigger picture, what was it that drove America to be a superpower? It was the individual. Right. It was the pursuit. It was it was lots of individuals making tiny little decisions about what was best for them, what was be- and, and and starting businesses and and taking risk because they knew with a certain level of certainty. That that bit that 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 entrepreneurial spirit was going to be rewarded if they got out and worked hard. Now we have exactly the opposite. We have tremendous uncertainty. We have people going after highly educated people taking service related jobs at minimum wage because they can't find anything else or they don't want to take those risks. And so the Obama economy, as we were talking about in this first segment, is the direct result of. People no longer wanting to take risks, people succumbing to, uh, you know, gosh, the government's just going to pay us. It's the 47 percent that Mitt Romney, that tanked Mitt Romney's uh, campaign he was referring to. And it's it's also just the taking of the money that you earn, but it's also this vast regulatory state that is an impediment to starting your business and achieving success. It's time for another word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are the kings of wreck and roll. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to United IE Radio Program. My name is John Hancock. I'm here with my co-hosts, Don Dix and Greg Britton. And we have some very exciting news, guys. 
the tickets for the Unite IE Consumer Conference are now available online, ready to buy. Absolutely. And if you remember last year, it wasn't but two weeks right. and the VIP tickets sold out. And uh, we had pretty near a uh, thousand people. I think the, la- the, the 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 count was nine hundred and seventy five. And I I would suspect this year, given it's a presidential year, more people are realizing the the lies of the left. Waking up, they're waking up, they're getting involved. I expect that this event is going to be a capacity crowd at the Fox Theater in Riverside. And we've we've invited all of the presidential candidates, and we've been working every uh, side door that we can. We don't have a confirmation on that, but stay tuned. And there's going to be some more great good news on speakers but already we have an, a very impressive lineup without a presidential candidate i i would say that this gathering of conservatives in southern california is going to be the largest gathering of conservatives in southern california this year i don't see any other event on the time or on the uh, horizon and y- the speakers that we have already without any presidential candidate are reasons to attend that's just going to add icing on the cake so who do we have we've got i'll lead off here very uh important important individual not only in the country but certainly in southern california pastor jack hibbs of the chino hills calvary chapel he got a standing ovation when he appeared at the first annual unite ie conservative conference because he preached a message i say preach because he's a pastor and i think whenever a pastor stands up there it's a form of preaching right Right. he he preached a message that resonated hugely in fact you can go to the uniteie.com website and look at his uh speech we've got them all up there um he preached a message that that said christians it is your christian responsibility to get involved Absolutely, and to bring your Christian faith and principles into your role as a citizen. Yeah, and then beyond that, we have um, Evan Sayet is returning. Our, uh, we just confirmed that a little while ago. Evan and Evan <laughs> and Evan is actually involved in the Ted Cruz campaign. He was yes, in he's New one Hampshire. of the top ten ad- advisors, yep. and uh, he was out in New, New Hampshire. We sh- hopefully have him on the show. Um, in the next week or so to talk about his experience there. And Bill Whittle, who Bill was just Whittle. a fantastic oh speaker. He was at our Christmas party and did a wonderful job there and, and not to be missed. Well, you know, and speaking of Bill Whittle, I was uh, doing some of the preparation work for some of the marketing materials, and I actually went out and watched two or three hours of Bill Whittle's uh, work that's on right. video out there. The guy is absolutely amazing. His ability to take the conservative message and quantify it and, you know, in historical terms, in uh, current terms, I mean, he is probably one of the best. I tell you, this is going to be a conference where you will not be walking around bored. You will be in the seat listening to these people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go to UniteIE.com and reserve your tickets now, Balcony for or VIP. Absolutely, and you can get tickets at any one of the groups that are featured at the UniteIE.com website. There's about 27 groups throughout the Inland Empire that will have tickets available at their meetings. Guys, as always, it's just a quick hour. It's been great to be with you. We'll be back 4 o'clock next Saturday with another edition of Unite IE Radio Program. Goldfinger He's the man The man with a mind Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.